Who's going to be our host today? Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, Ralph, you ready? Yeah, ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Welcome to Black Hills Information Security, (laughs) talking about the news. We just rolled the finger and we have an all-star cast today of I think the most possible people we almost have all of the Jeopardy stars right so I'm gonna go from the very top all the way down to the bottom here so Ryan who's gonna make us look good right we have Blake who hasn't shown Anytime up time now so welcome welcome we've got BSD Bandit who also you. hasn't showed up in a while so thank Woo! you for showing up we have Wade <laughs> who's still waiting through logs still doing it still yes. trying Brown welcome thank you Tim I haven't seen you in a while, and you're back. Mike, uh, Cheerios, also known as Corey. And (laughs) this show is sponsored by Anti Siphon InfoSec Training. We don't have the graphic, but you can imagine a circle that goes around and there's a bunch of stuff that you can learn. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Only John has that graphic. (laughs) Only, yeah, John, John, yeah. I'm sure Ryan has another graphic (laughs) of some kind that he can put up. I have a lower third I can pop up here. There we go. There's a thing. I hear there's a new class going live today, possibly about uh, something or something else. Security. Yay. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You're really selling. As you can see, our ads on this show are extremely well developed. Whoever wrote yeah, this copy is minimal, having a minimal struggle. viable product. We're, we could work on that a little bit. But we are here for the news. Actually, speaking of that, we have a lot of news stories today. We have some pretty good ones. Uh, some ones to talk about from uh, last week as well. Let's just about, start with Rackspace because yeah, that we talked good. about it last yeah, week and we talked to yeah. someone asked about ransomware. So, okay, let, let's just start with that dumpster fire. <laughs> so, all, right. all right, Corey. Magic. Spoiler alert. Rackspace ransomware. had an issue with their exchange server uh, last week. They didn't know what was going on. They weren't telling their customers anything. And spoiler alert, it was ransomware that had got into their exchange server. And it sounds like there's already a lawsuit. They didn't have backups or they what what is that even for not having backups is that it's for for the ransomware we we said the ransomware word they didn't have any backups (laughs) (laughs) actually ransomware and not having backups should be two of their own horns right like that is okay so wait is that is security snafu a new class of breach is that like a new thing security snafu Is that like a kerfuffle? Like we had a little security kerfuffle. Click on that link. Where does that link take you? A real bramble here. We bramble. This is a security (laughs) bramble. Level high. It just takes you to the the older security. Yeah, (laughs) that needs to be a rickroll or something. So yeah, basically, yeah, this should be a rickroll. But so okay, we last week it was down, and they were like, "What could it be?" And I'm pretty sure the record will show. You know, like imagine a flashback. It was ransomware. We we predicted it. It was ransomware. That was that we uh we had our spidey senses tingling. Uh, Ransomware senses. The intrusion was isolated to only hosted exchange, meaning their most hated customers. My theory was they ransomware themselves because they were sick of this service, but apparently yeah, free migrations, free migrations, you know? Yeah, they, they, they were they were moving people very quickly to Office 3, or to Microsoft 365, Office 365, whatever. Yeah. One of the comments here they yeah. say it says Rackspace, I think this is very telling of why you should move away from hosted exchange. Rackspace reiterated that the intrusion was isolated to its hosted exchange business and noted that no Rackspace email was affected. So if Rackspace <laughs> yeah. is you're using it, we're making money off your again, suffering. Again, back so, to Corey's statement, yeah. most hated customers are using exchange. Yeah. So so this let this be a lesson to everyone. Even Rackspace can't host exchange without getting ransomware. So you can't either. So don't try. That's true. Uh, I don't if you really hated someone, you would tell them to host their own exchange server. I don't remember. Man, that was a GI Joe moment. I don't remember which article it was, but it was one of the current, Whoa. one of the newer <laughs> on the exchange. We're losing Charles you again, Space. Mike. He's getting, he's getting encrypted as we speak. You're back, okay. you're back to robot. Charles, Charles, can I get a re- can I get a reproduction of what that sounded like to you? Because your face was amazing. 
it was just like <laughs> it was like <laughs> meat morp, meat morp. It's like, can I get up? Can I get up? <laughs> <laughs> can I get up? Pick, pick. He's like got a DJ's booth back there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. it was feeling you, very much. You might have to reboot after all, Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the old you got to make oh, geez, it three Rick. times. Oh no, no, Mike's well, having a Mike's having a security you. bramble. <laughs> oh, no. I told you not to host exchange, Mike. I told you not to do it, but there you R- go. Host it right R2D2. R- R2D2 enters right. the chat. Yeah. Sounds like he's swimming in the Dom. I oh, no. He went He went dark. Sorry, Mike. I'm sure he was going to offer some Is it very safe insight. to say that uh, exchange should have like those uh, cigarette warning labels? Yeah, have very <laughs> graphic warning label. I was thinking about this in my drive today. Shouldn't we have that for InfoSec product? Or, yes, or just we products should. Products so dangerous. It yes. is so bad for your health, but you keep doing it. I want you to think about this terrible picture every time you read an email. And that yeah. Ian, can we, we like this it's a signature that you get all the time and you can't get out of it? Ian, yeah. can we get this? Can Surgeon General's warnings? Yes, can we get a security surgeon general? Can we can we just say I'm okay, first of all, there's something there. First of all, John Strand is the security surgeon general. Second of all, which I I just he's been elected or appointed or whatever, and obviously we confirmed him right away. So number two, uh, we definitely need warning labels to apply to things like exchange to say like you know this product may cause breaches even if you stop it's still going <laughs> to this product is known to the state of California to cause catastrophic loss and potential lawsuits a <laughs> stamp for way west in the event, or here you go in the, event, in the event this product caused breaches we do know a security firm that teaches this is sponsored by black hills information security hopefully we have incident response when you call there you go <laughs> it's in the circle it's in the circle it's in the circle you just got to look at it closer so yeah i i think that's an amazing idea i think ian's already probably got one mocked up and he's oh, gonna yeah. have it done by the end of the show knowing okay. how fast he goes i mean if you go to mexico uh, I've got these things down here that i've been making just to see how they go these, these are not out yet these are not we're not selling these or anything like that they're underground but, but seeing what we could do with tactical patches there, go. there we go oh, tactical hacking oh, patch plus two yeah so that could that could be something that yeah, we definitely need them to be stickers, and it would be like this product. This product may cont- cause breaches, uh, you know, etc. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, that, that on <laughs> so what's the path forward? Did they pay the ransom, Ralph? Did, did you get your uh, payment? I mean, they, they have said nothing. They're hardly letting their customers back in, and um, I don't know. We'll see. They say they're working really to hard. To be continued. We've done nothing, and we're all out of ideas. What do we do? <laughs> they got—they are getting sued over it now. Yes, oh yeah, sued. everyone's yes. getting sued. I saw someone tried to sue Fortnite for causing their kids' video game addiction. That's bad. Yeah, that wasn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like my kid won't take a shower. It's your fault. I'm, instead of fixing the problem, I'm going to sue you so my kid takes a shower. Oh God, what a world we live in. Imagine thinking that the court of law would get your kid to take a shower if you, the parent, cannot. Okay, Defcon would yeah. be so much uh, less stinky if that was oh, the case. That's, you know, but that's pretty much. Yeah, we should introduce <laughs> suing people for not showering. You're right. So, is this like the second time this happened to Rackspace? Not with the exchange, but I thought they were breached before, right? Um, so I think I'm they sure were. they have been. It's I like, thought. That, I, I think, think you were. might be thinking. You might be thinking of OVH. I don't know. There have been a few. Um, uh, yeah, well, I think Rackspace has had reported significant vulnerabilities that haven't been remediated so they have a track record of poor of poor hygiene so with you know who else has a track record of poor hygiene uber they got breached again are you serious i didn't see that so LastPass did as well too i mean yeah oh yeah i saw that yeah so the next article i want to touch on just really quick was that uber suffers another data breach uh and this was i guess through like another partner and it was all kinds of uh data from Uber, they gained access to where, well, this was in relation to the attacks from uh, September, where they gained access to an internal network. Empl- and, and threat actor leaked employee email addresses, corporate reports, and ITS information stolen from a third-party vendor. Uh-oh. Mm. Talk about the breach buffet. Third-party vendors are becoming, honestly, are becoming a significant risk because 
everywhere you turn, these vendors, LastPass, Uber, think about how many corporations have a corporate Uber account or using, you know, password managers out there and they're getting popped and you're spending tons of time trying to figure out if your customer's data was, was leaked, was your data leaked? What's the exposure? Do you even know how you're integrated? Uh, It's, it's, the landscape is definitely changing in that respect with third party data. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, it's hard. I guess it's like part of security right now to to monitor all third party data. What who what data you're giving to what party and what agreements you have, and that's probably something to keep on the radar. Yeah, I mean, even the, even the guest accounts hack, in Azure. Right? So you're you're granting people, you know, guest access to resources that are are needed to do business. But then, if you don't keep tabs of those guest accounts or know where the integrations are. You're walking into a big surprise you know, at any time. To put on your like threat intel hat, right? Like that's one of the main reasons why you track all third-party vendors and watch for them for breaches or any types of strange vulnerabilities. And when you get hits on that type of stuff, it's very common. Uh, I'm sure enough, enough of you've seen it. When a new vulnerability comes out, you'll get an email from one of your one of your contacts or one of your clients saying, "Have you protected against this yet? Or what have you done to protect it?" And that's a third-party risk exposure, right? There. Mm-hmm. Those quite yep, but I as Intel that I'm the person who has like all right these people got breached what data did they have and then I just hand it off from there I don't have to worry about it. But. So if you're wondering <laughs> how to do this, I would highly recommend signing up your corporate domain for uh, Have I Been Pwned. Definitely <laughs> yep. a, a useful yeah. resource. Um, but there's other ways too. You know, you can have your own million dollar threat Intel report that someone delivers to your door every morning in PDF, golden clip, golden crusted PDF form or whatever, however you want to do it. <laughs> it depends on, yeah, it, it depends on what company you purchase your threat Intel from, but definitely some of them are priced to be golden crusted. You just, but. you could just get a, a news, a news scraper and then put in two keywords, like that company and breach, yeah. and then just constantly scrape the news. If company and breach appears alert, uh, that's one free way that I know about, but you have to be a little bit tricky, but I'm sure I would imagine that Corey may have some type of free tool that already does that in some <laughs> OSINT type stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should make a, a class or a webcast or something about how to build your own breach database maybe yeah i I do want to say one thing about this and i know we've talked about you know third party a ton but i find it fascinating how sometimes business talks about moving at the speed of business and yet couldn't see hey wait a minute maybe administrative controls and a contract saying yeah you're you're going to secure all the stuff that we couldn't do but we're going to offload the rest you're going to do it right and then being like complete pikachu face when the data gets blocked. Pikachu face. Well, even language that says you'll be proactive about, you know, if, if we have integrations and there's an issue, you'll be proactive about working with us, right? Instead of trying to spend two weeks tracking down the right contact, that's valuable time lost. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow, wow. Another one. Another, another one. <laughs> and another one. Um, yeah. What else what we, we got? got? Yeah. We got wiper. Wiper targeting. I mean, there's. I'm looking at the ransomware what, section. The, I feel like that's old news, right? Like we already knew that Russia was being targeted by yeah. a wiper, and now it's just like, okay, that wiper's expanded its target range. It's like, we all could, right, cool. Yeah, we kind of yeah. already covered that. It's probably we Ukrainians. Just talk take about the code, change the target. The new Apple and an encryption. Yeah, this is a good yeah. one. So uh, this, yeah, this is basically uh, this. End-to-end encryption, what does it mean? It means that it's your keys, or it's at least private keys that aren't owned by Apple. Right now, if if someone asks Apple for my iCloud data, they can get it because my data in iCloud is encrypted with Apple's keys, or they have access to the keys. End-to-end would mean that the keys are on-device only. They can't be accessed by Apple, which would basically mean everything in iCloud would be end-to-end encrypted, except for email, right, Ralph? Yeah, so... The yeah. way email contacts calendars. Yeah, the re, the way it works right mm-hmm. now is that there are other services that are end to end encrypted. I do believe that iMessages are end to end encrypted. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there already there are already some services that are end to end encrypted in uh, iCloud. Right, the big ones that they're bringing to the table here to kind of like wrap it all up is um, your iCloud backups are going to be end to end encrypted. There, I think pretty much everything except for calendars and email 
right, will now be end-to-end encrypted with iCloud and Apple devices. And contacts. And contacts, Yeah, they stated to Mm -hmm. be uh, backwards compatible and interoperable with other protocols. Well, so this is how it would work, okay? So, no, so for email, it makes perfect sense. Here's how it would work. If you got email through iCloud and you would, they could enable end-to-end encryption and you'd be able to check it on your phone but you'd be able to look at it nowhere else. Okay? Right, the other the other clients. Right. None yeah. of the other clients, any other yeah. any other mail client would not or work. Or they have to publish a gateway app yeah. like ProtonMail yeah. has. Right. How does Signal right. do it? Like, because Signal, you Signal can have the, the app email. and you can... Oh, okay, I was just thinking messages. So, so uh, yeah, basically the way... Signal, and, and Proton... If, if you're if you're looking at if you want a better maybe a better example for talking specifically about email, Proton Mail is one that is end-to-end encrypted email, and mm-hmm. basically how it works is the only way to access your email with Proton Mail is to either use the web browser, which has the way the key exchange protocol built into it, or right. Proton actually has an app that they publish that basically is like an email gateway that you run that pulls down your emails and use also contains your private key and decrypts your emails as they come in. But you can't just go in Thunderbird and type your username yeah. at protonmail.com yeah. and get get your email for everyone who is wondering the things that are coming yeah. to end in end in encrypted for the new version of ios 16.2 i believe is um yes your device backup so the, the when you back up your device that that backup will be encrypted messages mm-hmm. that are backed up will be encrypted all of your mm-hmm. iCloud data will now be end-to-end encrypted so everything that's part of iCloud you can store files on I, iCloud those will now be end-to-end encrypted Notes, all of your photos will now be end to end encrypted as well. Mm-hmm. Reminders, Safari nice. backups or bookmarks, excuse me, your voice memos, and last but certainly not least, uh, wallet passes. So, yeah, yeah. So, this is kind of a uh, one of those things where, of course, we get into our bingo privacy bingo where it's first of all, think of the children or the think children. of the you know, evil criminals. <laughs> um, yes, there was many articles that are going to what you're saying. Corey, which is the FBI going, uh, this isn't that great for us. The FBI is like, dude, we paid so much for the zero day and now it doesn't work. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? It's funny that you mentioned that about the, the government because I was having a, a conversation, not about this specifically, but I think a larger trend that's happening at, at Apple based on the, the chips bill. There's, Apple's already been signaling about bringing manufacturing of their devices back to the U.S., the the, mm-hmm. the Power Macs are made, assembled at least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They've done research Power that has Mac. shown like to build the iPhone in the U.S. It would be an mm-hmm. additional twenty dollars. You couple this with that, and you essentially become the de facto issuer of endpoint devices for the U.S. government because now yeah. it yeah. manufactures. Yeah. They can yeah. handle. If, well, they didn't know. say if it's fi- if it's FIPS if it's FIPS. Compliant. They didn't give okay. it the FIPS. Yeah. 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 It's only a, it's only an extra twenty dollars for them to build it here. It's like twenty twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's what the research. How yeah, many devices though equals twenty dollars of their cost? And you, you figure their cost, they have to multiply it by what four thousand percent? Is their their standard yeah, markup? But here's the, but here's the thing. I, I think that I think the reason they're debating it is because, first of all, the secret's out. Like everyone is pissed at Apple for using slave labor and has ha, you know, been doing that for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second of all, second of all, uh, Apple has realized we can't even if we're making a nine thousand percent markup or whatever. Like Bronwyn said, if we can't get iPhones, if all the boats are stuck in the Suez Canal and we can't get iPhones. It doesn't matter how much markup we can add. It doesn't. We can't sell the phone because we don't have it. So supply right. chain it, supply chain is a constraint that was introduced basically mm-hmm. in COVID. But the global supply chain is a disaster yeah. and has been for a long time. So part of yeah. bringing it in, part of it bringing it into the states is now you can just take a bunch of CPUs, throw them on a truck, drive them from Arizona to wherever they're assembled, and that's mm-hmm. not. There's just not as many variables in that whole like uh thing so now they can sell more iphones day one or day five or whatever instead of being like oh you want an iphone well it'll be a month so it's kind of it's that it's that but i started seeing that on the 14 as well too like Mm -hmm. what what like what you were saying earlier um i started seeing that feeling the crunch i'm just trying to find a 14 over the summer I, i went to a 13 but i wanted to get a 14 i couldn't find one till like two weeks ago Mm-hmm. And I had to drive far just to get the the phone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Apple's 14. leaving. They're they're yeah. all they're uber capitalists. Yeah. They're leaving money on the table. It's not about doing yeah. the right thing and not using slave labor, or maybe it is. Right. But I would guess it's more <laughs> just we can't sell these iPhones because they're stuck on a boat somewhere in the Pacific Ocean or whatever. So we're upset. Or the COVID lockdowns have been the thing in China, which they've already moved a lot of their mm-hmm. uh, actual manufacturing to India and Bangladesh and other areas that don't have as strict of COVID lockdowns. So. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is a win for any. The, the reason this is a big deal, and yes, if you're one of those people that's been using one of those like black phone X9000 encrypted phones for a while, this is like not a big deal to you. But the truth is that iPhone is like the is one of the standards, and so if it's something, it puts it in everyone's hands. If end-to-end encryption is in everyone's hands, they can just check a box to turn it on. That's going to have a significant impact on user privacy. That's it why it's also- kind of. A, is, is black phone still around? Yeah, I don't know. It'll also I have no idea. Google <laughs> have to do the same thing. Okay. What about because, countries? You know, they're going to have outright you know. that ban encryption. You know that don't. You think Google's going to do the same thing? Oh well, yeah, they're, they're going to move to it. Yeah, because they're going to say uh, Apple users are going to be like, oh yeah, my phone's more secure. They're going to be like, oh well, I mean, right. I guess I get oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You think you think it's braggadocious now? You think it's braggadocious now? They're like, look, I have an iPhone and it's encrypted. So, Nothing could get to this device. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, no, what about countries like China? Right? I don't think have- I don't think iCloud is available in China. Let me check. So that's, hold on, that's a hold question. on. There was what? a big article about this, and I remember listening to a yeah. whole podcast. iCloud is absolutely available in China, but one of the stipulations—no, it's not. All that's yes. available in China is App Store, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. It doesn't make it through the Great videos. Wall of Great Firewall. It, it it's not. There is no iCloud in in so, China. So it's a separate one. This was a big deal that Apple had to negotiate with China. And one of the um, things that Apple had to do is they had to give them the keys pretty much. They, Apple worded it a little bit different. They were, they were like, we have access to the keys, but the keys are in the country. But we don't give mm. them access. So okay. what about the Middle East or areas like that? Yeah, I, I, think, the like, same. No, no. I think the same deal. Well, what's funny is we're touching on exactly what I was thinking is not just with our government, but Apple, where they've gone into like mainland China and whatever, and and the government has said, no, you can't have encryption that we don't have. They can actually kind of take a step back and go to their cellular providers, their T-Mobiles, whatever, whatever they have over there and say, yeah, you're going to set up these encryption keys for all these accounts and and be the intermediary for it. So we get access Mm -hmm. to it. And now they've got the individual key. So it's great in that, you know, we can go through and do bring your own key, but it also mm-hmm. removes that challenge for Apple. They can go back and say, well, you, you know, you want to in- introduce a key into that, that chain of trust that allows us to get in there too. go nuts. Have a good time. Yeah. So, and and right. it's probably worth noting that for the people that are like, save the children, the, this kind of covers something <laughs> that we've, that we've um, touched on in previous newscasts, which is that Apple has introduced on device, uh, CSAM or child, whatever, sex, yeah. what, uh, so, basically on, that, there are, there is scanning for this on device now. So it's like, yes, mm-hmm. it is, um, encrypted, but your iPhone will also rat you out if you have nasty shit. So there is that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's lead into the second story, which is, uh, related exactly to that. Um, so Apple mm-hmm. is announced spoiler alert with end to end encryption. They will not be scanning your photos for uh, CSAM, uh, on iCloud. Right. But it's it's Ooh. so it's got to be it's got to be iPhone only scanning it then. Yeah, I, well, Ooh. yes. So this was just or, or whatever access point. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So they had a band. Well, so you got to think about it. Like if it's in if it's in encrypted and you're the only one with the key, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's on device though. I think they have both on device CSAM yeah, and apparently right. previously device, they had they had cloud based scanned for this because it'll be encrypted before it gets there, right? Oh, unless if you enable this, obviously, if you're worried, you can leave it on or you can you know you can turn off end to end or you you know there are you can work around it. Of course, you can opt out, but yeah, I mean, we all did talk. We talked about this a while ago, but it was a Google example. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, there was a man that had. Uh, some medical issues with his newborn and had to send some photos to a doctor and they got flagged as CSAM and uh, his device was completely locked out. He had no access to his Google account. Like everything was just locked and there was no recourse. So, um, you know, obviously that's just one example, but um, sometimes, you know, algorithms aren't perfect. I guess we haven't talked about chat GPT yet, but Mm. yeah, it's definitely, I mean, (laughs) I think sometimes doing a lot of heavy lifting in that statement. 
yeah sometimes is doing a yeah it's just it's it's horrible obviously but at the same time um it's a privacy thing where currently there's a lot of privacy abuse and you have to weigh that against other types of abuses so to uh to play devil's advocate right there's a the article that i wanted to talk about is about encryption failing and the actual police being able to see something and then arresting people with it which is so this is this is an one. article in info security group Ooh. by bill muncaster of the uk or munkaster or however you pronounce your name i'm sorry uh basically yeah wade what what what's going go on here so so basically there's a chat that got popped by the the uk police service one of them right uh yeah and it so they've been monitoring they it for the past two years they Encro thought it was encrypted. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and and they were trying to track anyone in the UK that was using it. There's around like 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to track this one individual. And he thought his pictures were encrypted, but they weren't. So the police grabbed it. The first one they got was his face in the reflection of a TV, but they couldn't match him on that. The second one was a reflect was a picture of a dog. They then enhanced the picture of the dog, grabbed the phone number off the dog tags, Use cool. that to find Ooh. out whose dog it was and then arrest her. And that was his, I and believe, his significant other leveraged her and then arrested him. And now they're both put away for over 20 years for whatever. It doesn't really say mm. what they did, I don't believe, but it does no, no, say drug they trafficking. Were drug trafficking. Okay, okay. So they were okay. going to they were going to send 448 kilograms of MDA, MDMA, Molly or whatever. Yeah. Worth $55 million to Australia hidden in a digger. <laughs> I was Australia just was about they to actually, have a party, but now they can't. They just used they used the enhance uh -oh. method. They they like it's like straight from the TV show, like enhance, enhance. It's like so, we got it, and then okay, like, so oh, it's great. <laughs> so this is a pretty funny. Like it, it's pretty funny. They thought they thought they were safe on EncroChat, but they did a superb job piecing evidence together. Yeah, I mean, I, I like how it's called EncroChat, which sort of implies like encryption. It's like almost in the name, but like I guess it's just not. It's like it's encrypted with AES two fifty six CBC on our server. <laughs> uh, it's got extra encryption. So, but I guess the moral of the story is don't be dumb, as always. Exactly. Make sure, make sure you're actually using encrypted chat. Yeah, if you're a criminal, switch over don't, to Apple Message. Switch over if you're to doing iMessage. Crime, don't switch have a dog collar on your dog. Yes. And also, yeah, maybe use a burner for your for your dog who's named Bob. Yeah, burner <laughs> dog tags. So okay, the real question is, what happens to Bob? What happens to Bob now? Uh, homeless. No, yeah, straight to the it's shelter. Always the families that are hurt most. It's always yeah. the dog. It really is. Yeah. It really he, is. Well, he did kind of rat him out accidentally. <laughs> well, to be fair, the the law enforcement agency had bacon in their pocket. The dog is not the one who put the tag on his collar. The dog is not responsible. <laughs> True, he's the not a snitch. He didn't take the photo either. He's yeah. not a snitch. How do you know? No, he could have learned exactly. selfies. He's an innocent bystander. <laughs> and the dog is the chat If you live Dude, in the UK near Phil Munchester, whatever this guy's name is, please adopt Bob. He's not a snitch. He just has. He has. You know, he needs a friend, preferably Shut not up. a drug dealer. Shout out to James Vandism for that uh, that second news article with the actual pictures. That is a great place to hide drugs. Like <laughs> that's where I would hide my drugs if I was a drug dealer. And someone in chat said Corey is a drug dealer? Question mark. Or Corey would make a better drug dealer. I don't know. Yeah, I've never tried it, but I feel like I I could do it. It's it can't be that hard. <laughs> well, right. well oh, Bob's pretty cute. Scroll Aww. down a little bit to see where the drugs it's were. Always, always there's the, there's his picture, his face in the picture. I gotta say, for someone trafficking fifty mil, I don't think he he's I don't think he's uh, doing oh, wow. a great job. Oh, they wow. hit it in the link belt. Oh my! Yeah, they got it in the digger. Jeez. Yeah, they wanted to weld that in. I mean, allegedly. Some wow, these right people there. are so much older. I guess that the person Ooh. they're so much older than I imagined in my head for some reason. Sheesh. I got news for you. Those are 90s rave kids. <laughs> <laughs> MDMA, not even one. 
<laughs> I guess honestly, now oh, thinking God. about it, what teen, what like teen or young person would use something called Encro Chat? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> He's like in his thirties now. Literally, <laughs> Macaulay. Macaulay's got to be. His, he, might be he might be pushing forty. He's got to be almost forty. Yeah. His brother was on uh, Saturday Night Live the other night too. All right, what else we got? What else we got? You guys want to talk about Chat GPT? Oh gosh, we, talk yeah. about we talked Chad about it GPT. a little bit. We talked about it on the CoinSec podcast. If for those that don't yes, know, Chat, there's a company called OpenAI, which is a very fun. They're the ones that did Dolly too, and and what the which is an image, an AI image art generation. Macaulay Culkin is 42. Status update. <laughs> Status. He's the same age as me. Oh wow! Basically, oh my gosh! So young. Wait, you're not a '90s rave kid, are you? Ooh. No. If so, I have a drug. I have a drug tip. To <laughs> but no. Um, basically, uh, it's kind of a. It's designed as like a natural language processing sort of proof of concept. Um, you can go in there and pretty much ask it anything, including, "Hey, can you write me a Python?" Like I had it as an example last week on the show. Or I guess it was yeah. on it was on Coinsec podcast, but I asked it to write me a phishing ruse using uh, instructing a user to you know download and execute a file, and it did. Um, it said that the content would violate its policy, but it still did it. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty me- mediocre. It basically said you know this is a critical security update. But um, that was you know, you my best to... email that I've used this week. Well, <laughs> it would have worked. It hey, worked for honestly, sure. <laughs> so okay, so it, basically. Yeah, the other really cool thing it can do is it can do it's aware of code. So like as an example, you can type in like you can give it like C code and say where's the vulnerability and it can say I've discovered that it's using the, you know, print whatever uh string copy function that is vulnerable to uh, buffer overflow or whatever. It can do that kind of stuff, which is really awesome. Um one thing to bear in mind though is that it is an AI that's based on mined or collected data from around the web. So if a bunch of people thought it was supposed to be this, it's probably what the AI learned. Uh, and might not necessarily actually be intelligent, so to speak. It's just basically machine learning, meaning it's learning based on what other people have uh, said and and indicated. There was a there was a line to use it this morning. I wanted to try to get it to write an Intel report for me, so I didn't have to write one. And- <laughs> it will do it. No, like it, it will absolutely do it. it, will, it will, Trust me, I yeah. know. No, I, we, I already know it would. I just didn't want to write what I had to no, talk it, about. So I was like, write me so, a script on this. <laughs> so genuinely, I want to say this: if you are a person who has to write content that was that that is okay if it looks like it was written by a mediocre author, you can totally get away with this. If you don't yeah. need top quality writing, like if you're a salesperson, you're just writing like phishing emails, aka like sales emails. Um, this is great. Like you can, I had it like write me a story about a superhero. You can have it do anything. Um, you can write songs. It can write uh, like anything. Slides yeah. And- so seriously, it is like if you're just Don't like a come- manage a basic manager type of person, you need to like start somewhere. This will totally give you the inspiration you need. I want to. I want. I want to see what the effect of this is to essay writing in schools. That's oh, it's gonna crush thing, right? it. You can uh, easily. Like, yeah, it yeah. is. You, I will say it even, isn't accurate though. It is not accurate. Like if you ask so it for it's facts, not accurate. Yeah. yeah. But if even if you just wrote the initial prompt in there and it'd be like, okay, I got the exact outline for my essay now. I didn't even have to think. I just need to blur everything out Correct. on the page and totally double space my periods and make them bigger fonts so it takes up more room. It would work perfect. Like, yes, this will absolutely oh crush. This will absolutely <laughs> crush any like high school or college level writing that mm-hmm. isn't like if you're not like an English major. You're, this is going to cover your needs a hundred percent. Come on, Tony gets perfect papers every time. Now, if somebody's having trouble with writer's block, though, devil's advocate here. I mean, yeah, I know the opportunity for plagiarism, the opportunity for people to go and and start having. The AIs writing their essays is all over the place. But what if you're somebody who's making a living writing and you're dealing with writer's block? And I mean, I I've would... seen a lot of this also in the mid-journey conversations and, and chats because I play around with mid-journey as, as a way. Yeah, it's chewing gum for the mind and it makes pretty pictures. Professional artists saying, yeah, I know that there are arguments this is going to put me out of business, but often the AI only gets you so far. If it can help you break through mm-hmm. that block and be able to then have someone who is a human being who has more skill and can take it and refine it, 
and make something better than they would have if they were just sitting beating their head against the wall on their own. You know, it's it's a dual-edged sword. It's like any other tool. It has I've, pros I've and used has it for problems. that already for uh, blog posts. You know, you know what'd be cool. And I've Since you're talking a lot about using it for a CFP. Um, I know a lot of no, you can. You, it, it, it can. It can legitimately like. It, it won't be good, but you can absolutely use it for those kinds of purposes. I mean, one thing to bear in mind though is that it doesn't have the ability. It, it's mining. Everything is is based on machine learning, and so it doesn't have the ability to like create something completely new. It can only mix things that it already. It only can only mix things that it has already observed, right? So, like, it's yeah. going to tend to stick to like the average story. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like here's a wild story where it turns out the whole time the main character was dead or whatever. It's unless there's a previous example of that that it mined, it's not going to think of that on its own. But it's I will not, agree. On, I mean, that hundred percent. Note there. I don't have a link for this, but I I saw a discussion on on the Twitters and socials, but uh, <laughs> some of the, uh-huh. some of the machine learning that, that these AIs were being trained on were actual artists that were selected. And now uh, some of these artists are finding out that they were the one that was training their art Correct. was training this AI and they're not being compensated for Correct. that fact. Yeah. And yes. it's affecting mm-hmm. them uh, personally. Yes. You can that see the mainly uh, ghost signatures. I, yes. The, the ghost signatures. Yeah, so this mainly applies mm-hmm. to the AI art generation, which basically there are paid services where you can give it a prompter or whatever, and it will generate images. Those images are based on real artists' work. And like Wade yeah. mentioned, it, the AI now even goes, it's copying everyone's work so far that it's actually making up fake little signatures in the bottom right of each picture like <laughs> it's a real artist signature because that's the yeah. data set that it was mined on. It was mined on a data set where people signed the bottom right image. So... That's what it says. It just has a few creepy lines. And then as the artist, you can track, you could trace it back and say, well, this is my art. It learned how to emulate me and I'm not getting any credit, but it's, it's tough. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it, the copyright laws don't exist to protect this. Yeah. It's yeah, basically like a secondary like journey that you're yeah. paying for. I mean, those, those people whose mm-hmm. art was referenced for the training, they're not going to get any of that payment. Correct. And there's not a framework, there's not a legal framework for no. copyright, and there's also no easy way, like on an administrative level, mm-hmm. how, how do you even keep track of what, you know, oh, well, we mined 70% of this artist's content and 30% of this artist's content, so we're going to give them a payout. It's mm-hmm. just, a, it's a tricky right. thing. So I literally uh, so imagine the Frank. Go ahead, everyone. I, I, I imagine chat. Imagine chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I don't know who to switch to yet. I don't know who. who wants to <laughs> I, I, I literally just asked Chat GPT to write me a M Night Shyamalan uh, a trailer for a movie about an yeah, AI that was actually human. And uh, yeah, oh, wow. Part it says a. Uh, the voiceover begins ominous and foreboding. In a world where technology rules supreme, <laughs> one AI stands wow. out from the rest. A machine so advanced, so sophisticated that it is indistinguishable from a human being. But what if that AI was actually a human all along? And then it goes into a whole twist. Now it's going to be chatbot rug pulls and all kinds of stuff going on. Chatbot rug pulls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so basically, you know, I, I think it's, it, you know, some, you know, Bronwyn had the idea what if you fed in how much it feeds, that's how much you pay out. Or I don't know. It's tough to, but it's, it's a new world. It's very interesting. Yeah. I think it's something to keep an eye on. Um, the reverse argument of yours, though, is right. It's like everyone is influenced by everything. Like you could see people doing artwork that's similar to someone else. What yeah, is everything is AI's, a remix? Correct. Everything is a remix. Yeah. What is the AI's difference in just using those same remixes? That that is if a person, if a person did a painting. Of, yes, in you the are same, sure. right. Okay. you are right. But it's a little bit different when it's explicit data mining versus like human. Like the human element yeah. of it is where the copyright laws are drawn, right? And there, there have been many cases where humans have to weigh in and decide: is this, is this creative improvement on a previous concept, or is this copycatting? And that right. is a thing. Like that, mm-hmm. that is absolutely a, um, you know, a real thing that artists have to go in court and say, "Well, I use these five notes, but I use them differently." You know, like that. That is a real discussion that has been had in court, and it, I'm sure that people will sue these kinds of programs for stealing their, their writing samples and stealing mm-hmm. their art and, and selling 
and reselling that data, there's not there's no precedent for this. So well, they're only charging for the compute, right? If you actually read, I read in, in part of that the ghost signature that the uh, Lensa AI states that part of what they're they're not charging for the art, they're charging for the compute and the organization. So it is like you stated, this is new territory for the legal world. So there will be, mm -hmm. you know, there needs to be a precedent set somewhere where there's a lawsuit, where there's a complaint that's validated. And then from there, right, that that will stem these different ways. But that's what Len says that they're saying is they're, they're charging for the compute service. Yeah, I mean, I guess Generate I would say like, it, if that's all they're charging for, they'll never make any money. Because right. <laughs> right. R&D is probably 90% of their cost, right? So, but yeah, I mean, I guess we can... Just keep an eye, something to keep an eye on from, from the security side of the house. Not exactly super. It's not going to find zero days. It actually, there are explicit terms that it, it will ban you if you try to do a bunch of security related things, which I think is funny as a, you know, as a good guy in the world of security, I, I want to be like, write me all the best phishing emails and I'll train people not to, I want to train people to not click AI generated fishes because I guarantee you the real bad people are doing it at the same time. Right. So, yes. Someone needs um, to pump all the Sigma rules. It. <laughs> Sounds like I, another cat. Doing the feedback. Oh, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna say? Yeah, I started doing the. I started doing the uh, the feedback um, when I would get like prompted as like I, I'd give it a prompt as like, hey, this kind of seems out of our terms of service or it's malicious or whatever, and um, I'd be like, you know, here's the justification for why I did this, why it's I don't I don't think it really falls in that, and I only did it like five or six times, but I started getting less and less of those malicious warnings the more malicious I got. Um, so there's something interesting in the feedback system that they're using that um, I don't know if it's actually taking that feedback and piping it back into its responses or something, but I was able to get much more yeah, malicious it, with my And it's my worth noting, you know, we talk about privacy warnings, and Apple and all that stuff. Which was kind of interesting. This is an example of the old thing, which is if the service is free, you are the product. So in this case, if you're using mm -hmm. ChatGPT, it is mining your prompts and figuring out whether you are happy with the response, up unhappy with the response. They are using your prompts to mine and create more AI things. So just keep that in mind. Maybe, and it specifically says, don't type anything sensitive into it. Don't be like, find a route to my address <laughs> or right. like, you know, that kind of thing. You locate so, me by my IP address and find John yeah. Strange's new mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. If you're using these services, <laughs> the data is absolutely being mined. Your prompts are actually absolutely being, will be used in the future as, you know, developer use cases or whatever. So just keep that in mind if you're using this. Well, okay. But devil's advocate, how is that any different from what Google does with search queries? Anytime. It's not. Every time that you type a query to any database, you are becoming the product. Because you're telling Google or the organization is exactly what interested. How how do you think that they determine what's popular and and what videos to feed you in YouTube? Yeah, correct. You are right. I mean, that is a privacy concern. There is a reason why people maybe don't use Google or don't use YouTube or don't use ad services or other solutions. I, I think Ronald, the main the main difference there, and and I like where you're going with that is when we're talking about legal precedent. Like, well, here's a similar thing. I think the difference is. With the when, especially when Google started, the trove of information that they had, search engines were trying to figure out how to get what people wanted to where they they need to get it, and optimizing that technically is their product. But where they get that information from is the people doing it, refining it with the page rank algorithm and, and whatnot. Whereas these AI programs, the training data isn't me saying i have a thing i want you to find for me and yes you found it for me thank you it's the training data is a whole bunch of art that's been associated with other things and then i'm saying take this and, and remix it and anytime you deal with pulling prior art whether you, you're going to deal with licensing issues now i'm not saying i have an answer i'm just saying i think that's where the difference is and and again, to, to your point, Ian, I absolutely agree. The issue in terms of uh, intellectual uh, property, if I'm an artist and I've created something, I absolutely want to get compensation for the, the intellectual property that I have generated. And, and for the AIs to be trained on material without compensating the artist is 
it's it's inappropriate at best at best it's inappropriate but the what Corey was saying was taking it a step further is that every single prompt you enter in into one of the image generators into one of the generators into one of the chatbots all of that stuff is informing the ai about what your interests are and and this is one of the reasons why I, i'm trying to remember which ai it was a chatbot that they set up and in less than 24 hours it was horribly racist and homophobic yes, Microsoft, and, and Cortana, yeah exactly so it it has to do with with what is being fed into it but this is something that that we can go on siri shut up <laughs> siri got triggered um, speaking of ai Yep. Hey, Wiretown, can eyes. I have a recipe for waffles? Bronman, why are you speaking poorly of my brother? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. we can definitely do hours and hours and hours on this. Yeah. Somebody something else. Let's so yeah, a callback, robots. an important callback. Yeah, for, to last week we talked about how the San Francisco Police Department had approved a measure to allow <laughs> allow deadly robots, oh. and then they basically walked it back and said, "Never mind." Turns out we actually read what we signed last week. After uh, at, we okay, so we checked. Here, here was the politician's process, and this might be a little bit cynical. So put on your uh, put on your. This is a joke. This is please don't sue me. Oh, there's they, a party checked, for these robots. Hold on, so, scroll so they, up. So they, they checked their they checked their bank account, oh, no. and they <laughs> saw they got the the payouts from Boston Robotics and all or whatever you know all the all the robot companies. They got their payouts. Then they voted yes. Then they were like, "Oh crap, we actually read what we voted on, and we need to walk that back." So they decided no more killer robots. There is no longer an official approval to use deadly to have a robots use deadly I'm, force. I'm Yay. very disappointed in the San Diego. They're San Diego, <laughs> the yeah. San Francisco uh, board who voted against this. I heavily invested in the killer robots over the weekend. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Dumped all my crypto into killer robot funds and now it's going nowhere. No, oh, you went from bad to worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, I, I can't believe we got far enough to like approving it and then people having to have no killer robots rallies. Like, is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it is amazing they got that far. We've all like, seen that movie, No Killer Robots. Yeah, so so let's yeah, we've all seen that movie, No Killer Robots. No Killer Robots. <laughs> Are there other states that do allow robots to be carrying grenades? To, I would assume Texas to, just allows I, a robot I, to do anything. I will tell you this: the Ukraine definitely does. Yeah, I was going to say the I've Ukraine allows well. it. it was, yeah, there was. I'll have to. I'll have to find the link. Oh no, BSB! So, no, no, don't arm Robbie. That that, that, <laughs> no. was, their, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually yeah. That that was actually the uh, that was the exact mock-up they used for this the police department. They were like, imagine this, but it's holding yeah, a gun. Very scary. <laughs> did you did you see how they actually won? Did you read I, my audio died? Did you read actually how they wanted to kill people with it? Or it they was, just attach they just attach bombs to it and run it at people and blow them up. Yeah, what a waste of a robot. Like, you can't, you oh, can't. See, dude, that's so that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. We need to everyone. We need to start a robot like a, like a robot human or I guess digital rights organization. That's like you can't blow up robots. They're humans, too. They're, they're, they're self-aware. They can they're, feel they're pain. Rights. This sounds like Overwatch waiting to happen. It, yes. well, it sounds like the big buddy and I were to happen. It is. It's the Animatrix. They did. They did. They covered how the revolution started, and the robots came onto the UN floor and said, "No, you can't destroy us. We're sentient. We we want some level of rights." And we as humans uh -huh. were like, "Nah." And and well, then the rest happened. We, we it's also the storyline to Chappie. Chappie, oh, yo, Chappie, man, Chappie, go do the heist. That was an Chappie awesome. Chappie, go do the oh. heist. <laughs> They turn him into the baddest gangster ever, and he just goes. I think my favorite part of that movie was where he goes and he, not that violence is good, but he goes and takes this uh, Nissan Skyline GTR, which the new one had just come out. They're teaching him how to, how to go get a car to do the heist. He shows up with this hundred thousand dollars supercar and a gold chain on, and it was hilarious. Yeah, Chappie went ham. <laughs> so so okay that's so, a nice flipper you got there blake 
do we think oh, yeah? do we think that the San Francisco police are just watching Silicon Valley and are like, how can we have this happen again? Like they're like, all right, we gotta we gotta get another <laughs> we gotta get another TV show here, but it's called Killer Robots and it's for real. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I can already hear the theme song. It's bad bots, bad bots. What you But then it's just a, it's just a Roomba with a grenade duct tape to the top of it, driving slowly <laughs> under a door. Like I don't. I, and it just they just turning like this as they're it's dancing, mapping out, mapping out the room. It bumps into a chair. It's like oh no, that way. Oh, nope, bumps into a chair way. and then blows up. Target miss. It's it's official. This um this uh, talking about the news has went off the rails today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're at an hour. We're at an hour. So it took. Uh, it was the last one at least, right? Like it was. Yeah. Like a, um, we if you live in San Francisco, crazy when the guy in Hanson caught him, <laughs> UK police caught him with a Boomba. dog. Like, that was <laughs> okay, so someone go make a fake venture capital. Actually, I'll just have Chat DPT do it. A fake venture capital pitch for a Roomba with explosives enabled. We need it. Oh we need this. If they're oh open, the San Francisco board will have to vote yes. But then call it bill spec and sell it to law enforcement for like 50k. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of fireworks from 4th of July and be like, look, we've got minimal viable product. <laughs> but put the thing, like put the red and blue lights on it. Protected, sir. Protected. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, we'd like to say before we wrap up, do not try any of this at home. Do not do this. This is a joke. Don't put grenades on your Roomba. Don't put M80s on your Roomba. Don't put any kind of, no, knives. We've all seen the knives on the Roombas. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, but if you do, if you do, film it and tag me in it, because I really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, this was really fun, guys. Everyone really. Thank amazing. you for coming, everyone. They, they we only got to like we'll a see you third all, are, of the stories. Yeah. Are we are we doing like, next week too? It, it, it's, we're we're oh, getting okay. into the Christmas break. Yeah, we should we should say that because uh, we're coming up to that schedule next week. We are having the news next week, but the week after we will not. So we are doing news on the nineteenth of December. We are not doing the news on the twenty sixth. Yep. So, so there's we're going to be showing up schedule. Show up next Bring week, the hat. week after. Use your use your boom butt to play some boom box tunes in your house. Mm. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Boomba detonate. Okay. Bye, everyone. All right. Roll that. (laughs) 